Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Chad from Conquer Fit out of Bettendorf, Iowa. Welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm fantastic. Happy to be here. I'm excited to have you here and to dive in and learn everything about your fitness business. But before we do that, give us a brief backstory here. What was it that made you decide to open up this fitness business? Um, so actually, as far as my facility is concerned, I actually haven't owned it that long. Um, I actually kind of got kind of tossed into this. I was owning the personal training side of this business for about three years um, as a contractor from another facility, and they decided to go away from that. Um, so I literally had 30 days to kind of uh, hunker down, buy equipment, get flooring, put walls up, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I negotiated my lease in one day and signed it by Friday and uh, hit the ground running for 30 days. I was doing about 15 to 16 hour days between training and uh, putting the gym together. So uh, March was a hectic month for me. <laughs> Sounds really exhausting. Um, uh, life really is tiring, especially when you're like getting set up like that. Um, so I can only imagine. Uh, and so now you have Conquer Fit. Props to you. You did it. You built the gym in a month. Give Thank us your you. elevator pitch. Like, Kind of let us know who you are, what services you have to provide. Paint that picture for our listeners so that they really grasp who you are as we move forward in this conversation. Yeah, so ConquerFit is, uh, you know, a lot of my slogans are based in healthcare. Um, healthcare starts here. Uh, fitness is healthcare. Um, so a lot of what I do here is based on the individual. Um, everything is form-based. Um, so I really dial things into being all about the form, function, and movement. Um, you know, most trainers might tell you, Hey, what do you see your next, you know, eight weeks looking like? I generally ask my clients, what do you see the next 20 years of your life looking like? Um, you know, uh, cause that's how I see it. I want my clients to be able to do this for as long as humanly possible. So for me, I want to be able to lift weights and be healthy and do all that I want to do, uh, until I fall into a grave. So that's kind of what I, you know, elicit my clients with and, so I have a 24-hour facility um, that is key fob access. As soon as you pop in the door, the door locks. You're in there all by yourself. Um, everything is under the basis of pretty much weight training. Um, I've got you know just your general functional trainer, dumbbells, barbells, um, and a few leg machines uh, with some additions and stuff coming uh, here in the future. Uh, but about 1,100 square feet, so it's plenty of room for people to move around and kind of do their thing. Um, and people really like the, the kind of smallness of it. And I think when I set out, that was the main intention, keep it small, keep it manageable. Um, so that I didn't kind of blow it out the water and go way above board way too fast. Um, so everything is about the client. I offer personal training one-on-one, -on -one, um, which is pretty steady, pretty busy. That's been the basis of my income for about the last four years. Um, I offer eight week, uh, programs. Uh, I actually modified that to a 12 week for one client because he wanted 12 weeks. So I said, okay, let's modify it. Um, and then I got a few online clients as well. You know, that kind of just gets me away from the gym a little bit more, um, and kind of out in the community and, uh, reaching people that I normally couldn't reach here in Iowa. So that's been okay. good. So you have kind of a lot going on for one person. That's what I'm kind yeah. of <laughs> gathering here. 
Um, yep. You know, you do have the 24-7 space and the personal training element. With the personal training, is it solely one-on-one or do you have small, small semi-private as well? Uh, so I do do a little bit of small semi-private. Um, on my website, I actually, under that category of small group training, you know, it's more of aiming them to say, hey, if you have a friend that you want to work out with and you guys want to do this together, I'm more than happy to take you on. Um, I don't, uh, I've had this question before. I don't form the groups myself. Um, I, I, you kind of wait for them to come to me. So I've got a couple of groups. Uh, I've trained a couple couples before, husband and wife. Um, and those tend to go well, you know, they play well off of each other. So it, it kind of feeds that energy. And, you know, I, I came from a class coaching background originally. Um, so after I graduated with my degree, I jumped right into a CrossFit gym teaching, you know, eight classes a week. Um, and I did that predominantly for about the first five or six years of my career with personal training and also doing exercise rehab for a chiropractor as well. So it's kind of always been in my bag to do a lot on my own, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. And, and, you know, with, with the idea of semi-private training, the reason why I ask is because as a personal trainer running your own business, there's only, you know, so many hours in a day and uh, time is the one thing in our life that we can never, ever buy back. So I like to ask about semi-private because you can really optimize your schedule if you have a couple clients at one time. Um, and, you know, there's always going to be a couple ladies who want to work out with their friends or a couple that want to lose a little bit of weight together. And so you, it allows you to make a little bit, a little bit more money in an hour period um, or yeah. whatever the breakdown is. Um, so yeah. it's good that it is something that's kind of on your radar that you're doing a little bit. Um, with the personal training side of things and, and how many clients are you training right now? Currently, uh, combined with this, the one, uh, small group that I have, which is two ladies, um, and individuals, I'm at 22 clients right now, uh, by myself. Some are two days a week, some are three days a week. And so in terms of like space on your schedule, like, are you pretty maxed out right now with 22 clients or do you have room to take on more? The, you know, me being me, I would love to tell you that I am maxed out, but if someone came to me, I probably wouldn't say no. <laughs> okay. um, it's just kind of the way I roll. My mornings are pretty full. Um, so, you know, I get here usually about 4.30. So today I had kind of a, a, a delay in my day to start. So I actually lifted at 4.30 this morning and then rolled right into a five, six, seven, eight, nine uh, prior to our meeting here. So uh, my mornings are pretty full. Uh, I generally have some scattering throughout the afternoon and the late evening. Um, so there's definitely gaps in there I could definitely fill. You know, I'm under the encompass if I'm going to be here anyway. You know, I would rather be effectively helping someone else in that time rather than kind of bouncing back all uh, back and forth all day long. Yeah, for sure. I mean, most of us have like a few hours in the middle of the day where it's like the gym is just kind of sitting still just a matter of figuring out what will work to fill it up and really optimize your time and, and the facility. Um, when you also mentioned that you have some people that are just members, they come in, they use a key fob to get in on their own terms and, mm -hmm. and probably work out with their own programming or whatever it might be. How many of those people do you have um, right now? Um, I only, so that's, so like I said, I've only been here since April 1st. So I have about five. I have one guy, um, that was at the facility that I was at and literally like, as soon as he found out I was leaving, he was like, 
I don't like what they're doing to you, man. Like, as soon as you leave, let me know where you're at. I'll be your first guy. I literally put it on the website. Uh, and within an hour, he was the first person to sign up. So. That's awesome. Well, <laughs> and he's actually well, sent me a lot of eight-week program stuff as well. I've, I've done an eight-week program for him, his wife, his friend, and his girl, and the friend's girlfriend. So he, you know, he's he's been a very much an asset, and you know, kind of become a friend as well. Yeah, that's a cool thing. You know, with the open membership, really, we can take on more people with that and offer them programming on top of it like if they might want to have you write up their programming or whatever and you can charge yeah. a little more than you can for just a membership if you're including programming um 100%. and good for business good for the client because it's kind of at their convenience they can find a time each day that works for them without really having to confirm with you or or whatever it might be yeah they don't have to go in the confines of my schedule which can sometimes be hard right uh to really get someone in uh, to a time especially you know with everybody's different work schedules you know um mm -hmm. i've trained a, a lot of business owner professionals you know all the way down to uh you know just remedial uh kind of hourly factory jobs and my clientele is from 16 to 71 so i'm kind of all over the world here so <laughs> <laughs> yeah so really you know you, for personal training clients, there's only specific hours that really work with your schedule, but, you know, we can market to a larger population of people with the 24 seven access. Um, maybe yeah. there's an ex CrossFitter who just really wants to work out on his own. He doesn't want to go to the CrossFit gym down the road, but he can come into your yeah. space and do his own thing. Um, so with that being said, it sounds like you're in a position to maybe take on some more of those kind of members that are coming in doing their own things maybe a few more personal training clients. Um, what are you actively doing to aid that growth process? Where are you finding your clients? Um, so honestly, I get a lot from referral. Um, referral is probably my number one source of almost everything. Um, Cause you know, I train someone's wife, then the husband wants to jump in or I train, uh, you know, a guy and he's like, oh, well my, you know, th this one guy that I uh, have as a member, I did an eight week program for his buddy lives in Arizona and he's like, I've been telling him, you know, and so a lot of it's referral. Uh, I've really been trying to get in um, into the community. So when you look at the gym, you know, I can't just sit here and, you know, my office is, you know, a 10 by 10 room. I can't sit here in this office and produce anything if I'm just sitting here. Um, so the biggest thing for me is, is getting out into the community. I've gone to a couple, um, we have a local thing here called the Bettendorf Business Network, which is different businesses. So I've gone to a couple of those um, and then really trying to link up with some of the other business owners. I have a smoothie shop right next to me, a chiropractor right next to me, a foot doctor across the parking lot. So just getting out and finding similar um, similar avenues that I, I believe would be conducive to what I do. Um, I wouldn't consider myself the cookie cutter personal trainer. Um, for me, it's not about destruction, it's about rebuilding. So I'm not about how hard can I kick your butt because I think anybody can do that. Um, it's more of let's do it right and I'm still gonna kick your butt and it's, but that's not the purpose of it because right. truly I don't believe that if I, if you came in, you know, Brooke and I destroyed you every single day, why do you wanna come see me again? Yeah. And that's the biggest thing, you know, and I have a great retention rate. My, my retention rate, I mean, most of my clients have been with me three or four years. So I haven't really had to go seek out very much more. Um, so no, definitely getting into the community and finding avenues um, to kind of reach out and let people know what ConquerFit is about and what I do. 
Um, the, the next step, honestly, for me, I think would be probably going to some fitness conferences that are not in my local area, getting out of here. Um, and, and also seeing what's new in the industry because, you know, this industry is ever changing. Yeah. So it sounds like you're doing a lot with the community and all of that stuff. It generates word of mouth. And as a business owner, like that's your favorite thing, right? Cause it's free yeah. for free. And who doesn't love that beautiful four letter word free. Yeah. Mama didn't write no fool. yeah um but you know even though it's free we can't really predict it we can't predict that hey we're gonna go to the smoothie shop next door we're gonna give them this flyer tell them we have this deal and we can't predict that it's gonna give us you know five new members in our gym um we can't predict that like by the end of this year so like in April of 2023, you've been in business for one year. We can't predict that you're going to have 25 members in the gym because right, word of mouth you. is by no means predictable. I wish it was because that would be dope, <laughs> yeah. but it's not. Um, and so a lot of people supplement that with other methods. Um, and so what I've seen uh, people do is really tap into the social media market. Talk to me about that. Has that been something that you've tried? Is it beneficial for you? Is there ebbs and flows? I want to hear it all. So actually, when I first started ConquerFit, um, before I had the facility, I actually did work with a marketing guy. Um, and I am a big, for me, it's a big integrity thing. So I'm not about gimmicks. I'm not about selling you something else. I believe I'm good enough as a trainer that all I need to do, all I need to stand on is my credentials and, and my expertise. Mm-hmm. I don't need to sell you some random trip or a prize or anything like that to sell who I am. I think that's evident in what I do. Um, so I tried that and he kind of wanted to go the gimmicky route. And I was just like, I just really don't want to do that. Um, you know, it, it, it seems false to me. And I think being authentic is always more important than anything else. Um, so I tried that for a little bit. Um, I have run a few Facebook ads. Um, the ROI was rather small there. Um, I'm not saying I wouldn't do it again. Cause I definitely would. Um, I, I think it just takes the right post. So what I've been doing uh, kind of since then is kind of, you know, I do the Instagram thing. So I'm constantly posting on Instagram and Facebook uh, about the gym or some positioning or a client win or something like that. Um, and so what I'm doing now is I'm kind of just tracking those and seeing which posts are actually performing better um, to see what would actually be a better post to boost or, um do the Facebook ads with and really get that data before I really launch and do something else. Because obviously we're all about ROI. You know, if I'm putting $2,000 into Facebook ads and, you know, really reaping no benefit from that because the ad or the post is just not relevant to people, um, that's a hard kind of uh, pill to swallow and a hard thing to get to. Um, without that ROI. So no, definitely have tried the social media thing. Right now I'm, I'm kind of in more of this step back and kind of look at what I'm doing and, and how much more value can I give that people will actually pay attention to. Uh, you know, people's attention span is very small. <laughs> yeah, I know for sure. And I think, you know, you touched on a couple of pieces there that are definitely kind of important to know. And the first one is like, you know, you talked about the gimmick piece and nobody wants 
if you're going to market your gym, you want to market something true to who you are. Nobody really wants a gimmick, right? Um, but we have to figure out what will actually grab somebody's attention if they're looking for a gym. Or, you know, sometimes people aren't even looking for a gym and then they stumble across you. And typically those are the people that really need us the most. Maybe they're struggling with like mental health at home or maybe they have that, you know, five pounds left over from their child that they want to lose, but they don't know to Google like, conquer fit or personal trainer near me or like maybe they're just not ready yet and then they see an ad of you know you working out with somebody who looks like them and they're like oh it sparks that interest and then they eventually reach out and we change their life and that's why I like digital ads so much is because we are able to reach those people but like you said if you're not getting a return on investment why spend the money? Nobody wants to spend money if we're not making money. I mean, right. I know for sure that <laughs> I'm like the cheapest person in the world and I would never spend money unless I knew that I was going to reap the benefits from it. Yeah, um, so ideally, you know, we spend like, we spend money, we make money. We should be getting like a three to one return on investment if we're going to do ads. Otherwise it's not even worth it. Um, yeah. So as you continue to grow, something interesting to kind of think about and keep on your radar. And I like what you said earlier on was that, you know, to try to just keep up with the industry because this industry is always evolving. There's always something new, some new way to find clients or some new way to do things. And so I'm excited to see how that, you know, works out for you. Um, My next question for you, Chad, what would you consider to be your biggest business related challenge or bottleneck? And what are you doing to kind of overcome that? Um, honestly, uh, and I think we've touched on this a couple of times already is I do everything here. I mean, I'm, I'm doing the cleaning, I'm doing the books, I'm doing the scheduling, I'm doing the programming, I'm doing the actual training sessions myself. Uh, so I think for me is it's really hard um, to kind of get away from having to do everything myself. Um, acknowledging that some places just are not my strong suit and saying, hey, but I know somebody who does that, let me have them do that, and I can promote my time to what I'm actually good at. Um, So I think for me, it's actually letting go of some power, um, which is extremely hard to do, like this is my baby. And so like, that for me would be huge. If I can divide things up and let someone else take a part of this, and kind of take some things off of my plate. You know, I'm wearing seven different hats every day now. If I could take three of those hats away um, and still have some good ROI from it and not really be taking much out of my pocket, I think that's gonna be huge for me. Um, and I'm working on that. That's that's a slow uh, kind of burn for me to kind of get out of, I have to do everything. Cause that's my mentality is something needs done. I just need to do it. Yeah, I mean, I get that. And I think it's common for business owners to be like, well, it's my baby. Nobody can do it better than me. And then we feel like, you know, we can do everything and then we burn out. And that's common. But I think it's important to understand that like, yeah, you know, nobody will probably ever do it like you. But we should try to provide opportunity for other people to help us out with some of those things so we can spend more time focusing on the growth of our business. If we're constantly in the day-to-day 24-7, we can't focus on what comes next. There's just no yeah, time. Yeah, can't get out. Um, and so that's when people have been doing the same thing for 20 years. And it's just like their business hasn't grown. Nothing has changed. They're bringing home the same amount every single month. There's no increase. It's just like bur- ultimate burnout. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'm glad to hear that, you know, you're looking into that next step to maybe try to find some help yes. uh, or take <laughs> responsibility off your shoulders. If I could hand you a magic wand, you achieved everything you ever wanted for your business. Um, what would that picture look like for you? Oh, wow. That's a loaded question. It definitely uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think a lot of it for me is uh, I'll never get away from the one-on-ones. Not only do are you know they the, the the biggest bang for your buck, but I just enjoy them so much. Um, I don't think I, I could ever just get away from that. I think that's always going to be a mainstay. Um, but, but I would love to see you know the membership flourish. I would love to be you know kind of over. I was again smaller facility, so. Um, you know, even if I got over 75 members, I think I would be happy there. Uh, I think really launching into the online platform and then getting into something where, you know, now I'm not here as much. I'm, I'm just taking a small group of training and uh, maybe doing that at a peak cost because it's more conducive to my time to be outside of here than in here. Um, but just, you know, like I said, um, you know, when our and kind of in passing, like I would love to be an advocate for other trainers. I would love to, you know, fight for you know this to be more of a, a taken serious profession, uh, not just a luxury and necessity. Um, so I think it, it's getting away from the day to day grudge of working, you know, 12, 13 hours a day, and really getting into where my focus is really good at, which is you know one-on-one -on -one with people and I think that's my my strong suit I would love to you know be there at some point yeah for sure I'm excited to see all of this and I think it's cool that you mentioned you know you really also want to launch online stuff the past few years if that have proven us anything it's that virtual platform is the way to go and so we can have the virtual and the in-person and they're working cohesively and we don't have to spend a ton of time on the online stuff it's yeah. like easy money flowing into the business that we can put into the business to help with that growth piece and so i'm excited for you um yeah, i think that online portion too i think i think people undervalue that i think uh even clients undervalue that i, I think they don't realize how much work it truly is um yeah. when you actually as a trainer do care online training is, uh, is still a lot of work it's it's not easy um it does take the the hour of training sessions away but there's still a lot of time checking up, making sure things are done properly um, and making sure that your product is still doing service to the community, even yep. if it's not your immediate community. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's what's cool is like with the virtual platform. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it does still take a lot of time, but the, the opportunity for growth on that side is pretty much endless. We can take on more and more clients as, as much as we want. Whenever it feels like it's too much for us, we just hire a virtual assistant to help us out with some of yeah, that or, just, or whatever it might it be. Pieces. <laughs> um, but like we could, we could help endless amounts of people. There's people all around the world, not even just in Iowa, but you know, across the country, across the world. Um, it's really, it's really a, uh, an exciting piece of the industry today. Um, yeah. And so I'm excited that you're tapping into that. Final question, what's the Instagram page or Facebook page? Where can our listeners go to check you out, follow, give you a follow online? Uh, yeah, so the Instagram is at ConquerFitQC. Um, the QC is for the general region that we're in. We're in the Quad Cities, so um, ConquerFitQC. Um, and then uh, I have my website, ConquerFit.com. All my products are there. Uh, available for purchase but also there is a link there that if someone just wants to reach out to me to have a virtual consult 
um, they can go there as well. It's just an easy click link, short little form, uh, shoots me an email and I'm in contact usually within the hour. Um, and then I believe the uh, Facebook is the same. I believe it's, it's at, at Conquerfit QC. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time and your insight today. Definitely a great episode. Lots to learn from you. Um, listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, please don't forget, if you want to stay notified about episodes in the future, press like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords podcast, just fill out the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Amanda Luton of Pilates Plus, coming to you from Lakewood, Colorado. Amanda, how are you? What's going on? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing tremendously. I'm excited to have you on. I'm excited to to take the Pilates spin on this. This is a little bit outside of our traditional purview, but still well within the fitness industry and, and what you guys do is, is certainly fitness related. Amanda, talk to me a little bit about, before we get into the business side and, and strategy and tactics and all that you do from a day to day, give me a little bit of a description of Pilates Plus and, and what this business is about before we go on that adventure. Okay, so we are a small, um, I guess you'd call us like a boutique Pilates studio. Um, <clears throat> we're not franchised or anything. Um, and we really cater to um, people that are focusing on wellness. Um, a lot of our um, customers um, are recovering from injuries or were previously recovering from injuries. Um, and that's how they found us. Um, we definitely have, um, you know, some of my staff, um, our physical therapy assistants, as well as Pilates instructors, or have grounds in rehab. Um, and then, you know, on the other side, we do have some people that just come in for a general, like strengthening and fitness, and we can do that as well. But um, kind of the backbone, like what got us started was more of that rehab kind of lens, um, okay. as far as bringing in clients. Sure. Um, so, so the, the demographic being split between the, the post physical therapy, post chiropractic mm -hmm. rehab clientele, while at the same time having a, a healthy balance of people just looking to look a little bit better, feel a little bit better. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take us back a little bit, Amanda, as I understand it, it, it wasn't you that, that started this business, but somewhere along the line, you had taken over as the ownership. Tell us a little bit about how that worked. Um, so I, um, the previous owner, Julie Jordan, um, started the business in 2003. Um, and she was, that was totally her background. She was a physical therapy assistant, an athletic trainer that um, decided that she wanted to 
that Pilates was really great and she felt she could help people that way. And so she started a small little business and um, really grew it into a pretty successful studio. Um, And then about a year ago, she decided she was going to move to Canada to be with a partner. And um, I had been working at the studio for about 11 years at that point and had, you know, I knew all the clients Um, and with my husband, who is the massage therapist that, um, was at the time renting space and now is, um, a co-owner with me, we decided to purchase the studio, um, when she left and kind of take over running it from her. So what's been, what's been, let me ask this kind of two part question, I suppose. What's been the best part about running this business since you've taken over and what's been the most challenging part about taking over as the owner? You know, I, um, I love owning this studio. It's been great. Um, you know, like all of the benefits of owning a business are there. Like I have, you know, freedom with my time and, um, I'm the boss. I get to, you know, kind of decide how I want to run things. If there's something I'm not like, I can make the change. It's not, you know, talking to your employer about it and trying to figure out if it's something that aligns with their um, wishes or not. Um, So that part of it, I really like the kind of the control and the ability to be creative and kind of put my mark on things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the flip side, like the challenge for me personally has been um, not overloading myself. Like I definitely have to be careful that I don't schedule myself from like 6 a.m to 6 p.m and then with clients and then still have to like do the bookkeeping and you know (laughs) go back and managing that so that's where I have a problem I I'm a little bit of an overworker so everybody um, here that 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 will eventually (laughs) listen to this podcast knows exactly what you're talking about our entire audience are business owners Amanda so you're you're speaking to the choir preaching to the choir I should say now I don't think it's any news that new business owners, this, this business has existed, but you being relatively new to entrepreneurship, there's a lot of hats to wear, right? Mm-hmm. You do everything. You are the owner. You're probably teaching and, and coaching a lot of the classes. You're probably, like you said, doing the books. You're probably doing the marketing. You're probably cleaning bathrooms. You, you do a lot, I'm sure. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about how we find people. I I brought up that idea of marketing here a moment ago. Pilates is is a little bit different than your your traditional boot camp crowd or or the the normal gym going avatar. What's been working for you in terms of finding new leads to eventually turn into new clients here? You know, um, most of our um, businesses, word of mouth, um, or people find us, um, on just Google. Cause our, just the way our website is set up, it's Pilates plus Lakewood. So if they Google Pilates Lakewood, it, it pops us up pretty quickly. Um, kind of, and that was Jules, like she, that was just brilliant on her part to include Lakewood in the name, yeah. um, for the Google search. Um, and then it, really, we just get them in the door and we just do our thing, you know, and 
if it's a fit for them, then they stay. And if, you know, it's not really what they are looking for, then they move on to something else. Um, but we really just try to give people a really great movement experience, no matter what their fitness level is, sure. no matter what their health history is. We just want to give them the best like movement experience possible. So they have a really positive, positive experience at the yeah. studio and, and they know that we really care about them. So, um, <clears throat> it's kind of like, I'm maybe not the best at sales cause I, am kind of a no pressure, you know, like if people sure. call and want a schedule, I get them on the schedule. And then if they decide it's not right for them or that it's too expensive or whatever it is, then I'm like, all right, well, I hope you find another place that's great for you. And, yeah, you know, like, I think, I think <laughs> fitness is know, so. somewhat of a bad rap for being used car, salesy, sleazy, gimmicky, yeah. whatever, whatever verbiage we want to put there. But for you, you mentioned word of mouth being a huge driver of this. Is social media a big focus for you? Social media is kind of word of mouth in 2022 anyway. It's it's so yeah. easy for people to, to share posts or like or tag or comment, whatever it is. Is that something that you guys do? Not really. <laughs> okay. Which is probably super weird. <laughs> um, I know most places do that. And that we probably will kind of shift into that model um, here as things continue. Um, but you know, a, a lot of my clients, um, I would say probably our average age and we do have some younger folks that are, that are coming in, um, in like recent months, but I mean, average age is probably 65 mm. plus. I mean, sure. we, we don't have a lot of Those people are still um, on people Facebook. Are on. Amanda. Yeah. yeah, I know. Um, you know, but a lot of them don't do like, they don't get on their Facebook or they don't right. do Instagram. Okay, right. So okay. um, for us, like we post something on Instagram and like four people like it, you know, like it's, it hasn't really been a big thing for us, but I do think <clears throat> probably in the future, like we, we at least have, we have an Instagram page, like we're gonna, we're trying to work on maybe building a little bit of a social media platform because as like younger yeah. people come in, that will be more, you know, more important to that, yeah. that crowd. But Well, I think, I feel like I should have asked this question first and it's more or less mm -hmm. to establish what's the, the potential for growth here. Do you guys have room to add to the, the clientele that you have? Um, we do um, not a lot. We're, oh, we're, okay. we're running at, um, pretty, pretty much capacity. I mean, there's, there is space, um, um, especially with some changes, um, that are happening in a couple of weeks. Um, you know, I could add, um, time blocks for instructors. It's, it's more that I don't have enough staff at this point to really like completely fill, um, the time slots. And so uh -huh. that, that that's is, a, that's a challenge in and of itself right there. Uh, yeah. and, and without going down any kind of rabbit holes, cause I feel like you and I could talk staffing for hours and hours and hours, Amanda, what yeah. do you, do you have intentions of bringing people in to help you out in the future? 
Yeah. And yes, I do. Um, you know, my hope is to find maybe one more instructor that could potentially do some, just like take on some of the blocks of time that are open, um, opening up. Um, but you know, it, it's, I feel like we're not in a, it's not a rush. Um, you know, I want to find the right, the right person and yeah. find someone that's going to be a good fit for the staff. Cause I really, I have a great staff and, yeah. um, I really like, it's, I want to be able to foster them and grow them and make sure that everyone feels like their schedule is where they want it to be. Yeah. Um, and really feel like they're thriving at the studio before I like really just stack on more people. Um, so that's kind of important to me and, you know, making sure they're a good fit that the clients like them, that they're, they match our culture, um, you know, before bringing someone on. Um, but we are, I mean, we've in the last month, I think last month we had like 17 new clients come in, um, which, you know, for some places that's like nothing, but for a small studio. What do you, that, what do you, you think know, the ceiling is as far as like total clientele? Um, I mean, we probably would be pretty maxed out if we had, if we had 200, like Pilates clients, right, 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 um, right. you know, just because we only have our class capacity is only six. Hmm. So, um, you know, and we want people to be able to come more than once a week. Of course. Now um, for you, Amanda, I mean, the, the question with businesses like this that are at least approaching capacity is how do we still try to grow revenue and profitability, even though we're either limited by staffing or limited by physical space? Hmm. What is the solution there? How can you make sure that the business still grows as you move forward? Yeah, that's, <clears throat> I mean, that's the hard part. Um, I mean, you, right. you kind of have to, raise prices you have to come up with. I mean, I've thought about doing, um, on our website, doing more of like an online, having a little more online presence, you know, offering like zoom mat classes and things like that, where people could do like a subscription to that. That would be, you know, fairly affordable, but still bring in revenue for the studio. Um, but you know, like, at the same time, I, we really like that people come in because it's, you know, the community connection is really important. And that's part of what makes our business so successful yeah. um, is the community because people, you know, they come into the same class every week and they have their friends there. And, you know, they all know like about somebody's grandkid, you know, of course, winning a baseball tournament or whatever it is like. Yeah. Um, so that's also important. So it's, it's kind of, tricky I think because you don't want to at least from our side we don't want to price people out you know like charge so much that it's un unrealistic but we also want to charge enough that we are providing really exceptional pay for our staff and making sure that we keep the doors open you know because there's a lot of overhead that's included when you run a business as yep. you know, especially so. with a pilates studio right yeah the equipment and is not equipment not alone is, is not cheap now yeah. as you look forward with this amanda it's tough to say because i mean you've only truly been captaining this thing for for a year or so mm -hmm. but 
longer term, what's your vision for this? We know we, we talked some short term ideas, fill out capacity a little bit, get some staff. What's the big picture here? Five years, 10 years down the road for you. You know, I, um, I would kind of like to be at a point where, um, I, I mean, I guess like if I just had my dream, you know, I, I would want to have like a really solid staff that like worked together, everybody, you know, <laughs> um, was contributing to the business, um, and, you know, full classes and, um, people just feeling healthy and happy and, um, kind of putting the good, good back out into the world a little bit. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, my husband and I really, another goal is we want to be able to make enough money with the business that we can also do charity. Like we, um, mm. you know, giving back to the community in some way. So that's um, a good, good point. Cause businesses that aren't making money, aren't able to donate. Right. Amanda. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I think long, long term, I would love to be able to be in a slightly larger space. Um, maybe build a rent, a room, you know, have like a dedicated like physical therapy space for a physical therapist. Um, you know, my husband could have his massage therapy room um, and then have maybe a couple private rooms for um, staff to do privates with people and then have like a our main class space like that would be kind of my dream because right now we're we have our main class space and then we have two private rooms basically so we're a little smaller than that um and you know if we have more like if we have a renter in one of the spaces it, it's very tight <laughs> like we're all kind of juggling schedules to make sure that um people get into the room and um that it's all working so like having a little more breathing room in that way would be kind of nice and um cool. yeah, yeah maybe adding it's, too. <laughs> yeah it's it's a tough question because i mean i'm sure during this transition you've just been trying to sort of get your bearings and, and right the ship but as you move forward i'm sure that that vision might get a little bit clearer but for now, that's a, a pretty good place to begin to wrap our conversation up. But in the meantime, I, I want you to tell people where they could learn a little bit more about this. What is that website that you mentioned earlier? Um, so our website is www.pilatesplusslakewood.com. And um, we do have an Instagram page that is sometimes posted too. <laughs> that's also- Now you're accountable. Now people are going to come gonna look at your page. post on Instagram. Um, and um, our email is the same. It's just PilatesPlusLakewood at gmail.com. So you can always email us as well to get more information. So Fantastic. Amanda, I can't thank you enough for contributing here. I think the, the conversation amongst the entrepreneurship community needs to be a little bit humble and, and open to admitting where we're still putting in some work to improve. But for today, I thank you for your time. I wish you nothing but the best moving forward, and I'm excited to see what this shapes up for you in the future. Thank you. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence out. 
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Anthony with Rhode Island Strength and Conditioning out of Rhode Island. Anthony, what is going on today? Happy Thursday. How are you feeling? Uh, so far, so good. It's been a good day today. It's been busy. There we go. There we go. Every day is a good day, and busy is definitely good in this industry. I'll tell you that. Um, Anthony, look, we are excited to have you on today, and, and we're definitely ready to dive into the nitty-gritty of what you have going on with Rhode Island Strength and Conditioning. But, you know, first, why don't we give you the opportunity here to give you the floor and give a little bit of a perspective to the viewers on how you would describe Rhode Island strength and conditioning and what you guys do in your own words. Uh, the gym is mainly a personal training studio focusing on kettlebells and mace bells. Um, we do barbells, Olympic lifting, kind of all that stuff. Um, but we kind of work everything. Every tool in here has a purpose. So whether it's a mace, kettlebell, a sandbag, a barbell, you know, they all kind of work together to make a, a whole, a whole trained person kind of using, you know, nothing but barbells, nothing but kettlebells. You're missing pieces of that, that fitness suit essentially. Yeah. Yeah, no, completely. Totally. I love that. Such a great explanation there, Anthony. I appreciate it. And so let's dive right into the basics here. You know, Anthony, how many members are you in Rhode Island strength and conditioning serving currently? Uh, we've got about 30 right now. 30. Awesome. And so for you, right, I mean, obviously, it's totally different for every gym. But for you guys specifically, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Uh, it's been a combination. Um, we've done social media ads. They kind of work. We've gone with marketing companies. Some are much better than others. <laughs> Some are just a giant waste of money. Um, we've gone to local expos and just kind of gotten out in the public. So it's really kind of a mix. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And uh, I, I love to hear the versatility, right? I think that's always super important that the fact that you're not just one dimensional and focus on just word of mouth or just focus on just advertising. So it's great that you had that versatility there. And so, you know, I always love to ask this question too, to give a little perspective to the viewers. So you're at 30 members now. Right. And let's say leads, traffic, clients, marketing, all of these things were unlimited here. Hypothetically speaking, of course, I mean, how much higher can you go than 30? 
Uh, in the space we're in right now, we'd probably get to 50. And we're looking at currently getting up to about 40 and then capping membership. Gotcha. Gotcha. So now when you cap membership there, what's your, what's the plan? Are you planning to grow internally and have them go into different uh, opportunities to spend more money with you and ascend into different things? Or would you say that at that point, you're just going to cap it and be fine at that point, not really offer anything else? I mean, what's your, uh, your idea there? Um, a little bit of both. You know, we're going to cap it and pretty much be fine kind of where we're at because um, it is all one-on-one and we're in a, a relatively small space, about 1,200 square feet. Mm, gotcha. And that's part of what the members like. They like that they can come in and not fight a giant crowd like in a big box gym. Yeah. They come in, you know, five o'clock at night and three people is a crowd. <laughs> but it's, True. you know, that's considered a crowd here if you have three people in the building at the same time, but there's plenty of space. Of we've got four power racks. We've got, you know, wow. bars. We've got everything. So we've okay. got room for everybody to kind of have their own station with no waiting. So if you're yeah. going to like an LA fitness or planet fitness at five o'clock and you're waiting 20 minutes to get on a bench. Yeah. Yeah. You Not come fun. here and you get right on your bench. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, for, our, for our personal training clients, even if it's not a personal training session, you know, and they're just coming in to use the gym, we'll set up all their equipment. You know, we know what's on their training wow. list. You know, so if you're on okay. like, say, upper body day, I'll set your station up. You'll have your barbell, your weights for your bench, your dumbbells, you know, whatever you're going to use that day, kind of set in your station. Yeah. So when you come in, it's like, get changed, get after it you know, get it knocked out of the park. So yeah. it's a nice touch. It's, it's one of the things that we can do being a smaller space. I love that. You know, it's an extra awesome. personal touch. Yeah. That's, it's a lot of value in that. I mean, that's, that's unheard of in all of yeah. my time doing this and in all, any gym that I've been to. So I think that's a lot of value there. I think that's awesome, Anthony. And so I guess, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think, I guess the priority for you guys wouldn't essentially be growing your membership, but retaining would that be yeah. correct? Retention's big. I'd rather keep what I have than be constantly churning, looking for new people. I love that. Because then, you I know, then that. it's that constant onboarding of bringing them on. Now they've got their beginner workout. You know, are they going to stay beyond a month versus yeah. somebody who's been here six months? I know they're going to be here another six months, another year, another two years. Yeah. They've built the relationship. They're already part of the culture. They're part of the community. And I got you. You're focused on that lifetime value of each client, which is important, right? Yeah. I think a lot of people undermine that. They'll focus on new member, new member, new member. But then what about retention? You know, yeah. the longevity of that relationship, right? I mean, it's like every time you get a new member, I always think about it like starting a new relationship. I mean, you're not you're not being promiscuous and going out and <laughs> with a bunch of different yeah. people, but it, it's more or less like, hey, it, it, treat it just like you would a relationship and grow and, and, and nurture yeah. it, you know? So I think that's awesome, Anthony. I, I love the perspective there. And I, I think that's always the benefit of when you when you can be small and have a, a bigger picture, such as just retaining a certain amount of number of people. I think that makes everything easier. So yeah. that's awesome, brother. Um, and so kind of moving on here, you know, with 30 members and obviously going up and, and wanting to increase, you know, to 40 or 50 here, how do you manage metrics numbers? How do you track that? Cause I mean, one to 10 is a lot. One to 20 I've been there is overwhelming and one to 30 I know can be, insanity you know if not done correctly yeah. so how do you handle that uh we've got a reservation system for the members which makes my life super easy they've got six available slots every hour of the day that were open 
and that the, they schedule themselves. So I don't have to sit there and go, okay, when are you coming in next time, Bill? Let me put it in the book. It's all automated. They schedule themselves through the scheduling app. I get a text, I get an email. It pops up in my Google calendar. So I know, you know, at this time, this member's coming That's in awesome. for this session. So we, we kind of simplified life that way. And then as far as clients in, clients out, we've got a couple of different things, you know, former clients live in the system. Um, people that have come in to check out the gym live in a different list in the system. Um, and then we touch base with them pretty much on a weekly basis. We got a weekly newsletter that goes out every Friday and every email address I get goes on that list in one of like four sections, you know, active members, former members, prospects, and uh, outside leads, which were expos and marketing companies, like all of that stuff. We all account for outside leads in the email system. Um, and then every week, everybody gets a newsletter unless they unsubscribe. <laughs> so once a week, you get a little, <laughs> a little, hey, here's a diet tip. You know, hey, here's, you know, outside activities in the warm weather. You know, hey, here's this, yeah. here's that. And, you know, yeah. if you need help, give us a call. Yeah. No, so it's I, not pure marketing. It's, it's adding value, you know, to mm -hmm. kind of. You know, it's just like, a, hey, if you need something, we're here, but here's some things to help you out. Yeah, it's a concept of what we like to call reciprocity, right? When you give, 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 the only inevitable thought that a human can do in return is give back, right? And in this case, it would be financially. So <laughs> I think it's the best yeah. way to do it. You play a long game, right? It's not instant gratification. It's delayed gratification. If you can be patient, you're going to get the results every single time. Anthony, I love the mentality, man. Uh, it's awesome to see when someone can can look so much forward to the future and not dwell on just like, oh, let me maximize this right now and then exhaust it and then throw it to the side, right? Because you're not lost yeah. in the profit, right? I mean, look, we don't hate money, right? But no. that's not no, the I like major money, but I, of focus. <laughs> I'm, I'm realistic too. You know, a lot of the, the other spaces around here charge about double what we do. You know, for, for my average training client for four sessions a month with use of the gym, they're about $200 price point. Okay. Um, everywhere else about double that. Like, wow. you're, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got four big box gyms within a mile of my location and two other personal training studios. So wow. when I was doing my pricing, I called everybody as a prospective client. Hey, mm. blah, blah, blah. Okay. What's this? What's that? And, secret advice right here <laughs> you know one of the one of the big boxes it's 700 bucks a month for personal training and a gym membership wow okay. so i mean and i'm i'm sure they get it because they're real busy but for how long gas yes. is five dollars a gallon this year food's more everything's more expensive so if you got to cut true. something what are you going to cut Obvious. you're going to cut yeah. that 700 training bill so yep. if you have a more manageable, you know, 200 bucks a month training bill, that's a lot more, this cable, that's a cable mm -hmm. bill. It's a cell phone bill. It's exactly. a lot more, a lot more manageable for most people. Yeah. And as a, as a small operation, like I'd love to make 10 grand a month. I don't need it. <laughs> like yeah. I'd like it. I'm not going to be like, no, I hate money. But at the same time, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not in a panic, not, charging 700 a client. Exactly. And I think uh, you, when you can 
put the client at the forefront and not become a commodity because realistically what they're doing are, are becoming commodities. So they're shopping around and they're like, oh, I'm going to shop around numbers and they're going to go with you every single time. I mean, let's be real. You know, as yeah. long as they find you, they're going to come around to you. So uh, I, I love that, Anthony. It's such a great perspective. Again, I, I want to thank you for, for even giving some insight there in between, <laughs> you know, given your part of the story there, dude. Uh, and I'm going to throw a little bit of a longer-winded question at you, Anthony, here, man. It's a good question, though. A great question. I'm kind of curious to see your answer here. Um, you know, if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know. Uh, but a, a good question in itself. So what we've been discussing this entire time and what we use pretty predominantly, which I'm sure you know, are three pillars in business, right? It's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Getting people through the door. Your acquisition, which is getting somebody from interested to being a paying client. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So Anthony, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Probably lead gen. That's probably our biggest stumbling block. Because with, okay. with people coming through the door, we've got about an 80% close rate on them. Gotcha. Okay. And and so for you, uh, and, and I like to hear this from you because I know you're being a smaller gym. A lot, a lot of our listeners are probably in that sem- similar niche. Where do you feel like you're getting most of your tra- traffic from? And where do you feel like you could improve on getting traffic from? Uh, most of it's from social media. It's just the nature okay. of the beast. Of course. You know, well, we'll run two weeks at a time every month. Um, just a little social media ad, either boosted post or a legit gotcha. like ad with tracking for a couple hundred bucks, not spending huge money. Of course. Um, with, with sometimes it's just, you know, Hey, this is our promotion. Like in the spring, when we ran our spring jumpstart before summer hit, like, it's like, Hey, it's spring jumpstart. Click here to apply. Like, boom, something real simple. And I yeah. got, we got like four clients into that program that are still with us. They signed up in April. They're still here. Long Converted off the six week program into regular members. Um, the last one we did, we were offering a free week. Okay. Cause we've always offered it. Like when people come in and they go, Oh, well, I got to talk to my wife or I don't know this, that. Try it out. Oh, well you can try the gym out for, yeah, you can try it for a week. Like and when we say zero pressure, like we mean it. <laughs> Yeah. Like yeah. People are like, what do you mean? It's like, I'm not going to mention money until you mention money. Sure. It's a good and usually, usually the third or fourth day they go, so what do I have to do to sign up? And how much? <laughs> yeah, is- yeah. Yeah. What's the cost? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You let them come to you versus you taking out of them. Understandably. Yeah. So I think that's a great mindset there too. Anthony. I, I can see how, how your, your business model aligns from, uh, from start to finish. And there you're, you're really, putting all the pressure onto them, giving them all this value. And eventually they're just going to ask like, okay, like, man, you're giving me too much, man. Like, what do I got to do to be, to be a part of this? Yeah. And then it's, <laughs> you know? it's not super expensive. So I make it easy for them to buy from me. Yeah, um, no buyer shock. Yeah. Yeah. One sure. of the, one of the people who I respect that, you know, I asked for advice, they were like, figure out how much money you need a year, divide that by your clients. And that's kind of your price point. Very and they true. were like, they were like, keep in mind, you know, 40 people paying you 200 bucks a month is 80 grand a year. <laughs> when you really look at it. Yeah. Yeah. It is I mean, true. you know, I'm, I'm not driving a Ferrari, but I'm not eating ramen noodles either. <laughs> there we go. Maybe some sushi. <laughs> yeah. You know, you gotta, oh, you gotta man. kind of balance out, you know, cause of I know course. a lot of guys are all about money, money, money. I want, you know, 10, $20,000 months, this and that. It'd be nice, but it's also more headaches. I need employees. I need more insurance. I need more of everything. 
Yeah, Anthony, you're in the business of helping people, right? Not helping your pockets. And I think, I didn't think, and we can't, you need profit in order to survive. Let's be honest. We can't throw it to the side. But yeah. when you lose sight of what you're doing, that's when it causes that irregularity. And, and it almost brings like, like a, a, a cancer, if you will, to the environment of the gym. So I, I love that you're, you're not losing sight of that. And again, we don't hear that too often, but the fact that we can is much appreciated. And so last two questions for you here, Anthony, my two favorite questions, Anthony, what's the, which I kind of, you kind of alluded to a little earlier, but I want to kind of hear at least a little bit of a, of a little spiel. Uh, if we would, if we can, nothing too crazy, you don't have to, you're not going to force anything, yeah. but uh, what's the bigger picture for, you? you know, what's the overarching goal? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? Uh Long term, I'd like to to get into a bigger space. I'd like to buy a building, kind of all that stuff. But that's like four or five years down the road. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. more more immediate is hiring an employee. You know, because we've only been open a year and a half. You know, we hit our break even point in six months. You know, we're we're chugging right along. You know, we're we're slowly we're adding about two to three members a month. So next step is is to hire you know our first employee. And then gotcha. it's like, you know, from there, it's like, okay, now we've got an employee. Now we can service more clients, you know, on the one-on-one side. Because now instead of me dealing with everybody, there's an extra set of eyes, extra set of hands. Um, and that'll help us get to that 50 people. And then we've kind of maxed the space out. Yeah. So now it's developing down payments for a building. It's buying better equipment. You know, because with COVID, equipment prices were off the charts. We, uh, well, as some, we all know. <laughs> like, some yeah. of our stuff was brand new. Some of our stuff was Craigslist finds. There you some go. Some of it was yard sales. Like Whatever it took. I yeah. love that. I so love now that. We've, we've been buying kind of new, newer, better stuff. So that's, you know, okay, we're going to cap membership. We're going to get to here. Now we're going to buy new equipment. Reinvesting. It's inevitable, yeah. right? And, and, and the members of the clients will see that. And oh, I think yeah. that, that pays dividends as well, right? They're get, I love how much you're emphasizing value. Because I honestly, Anthony, I can see how genuine you are just through this conversation. Your clients trust you. That's inevitable. That is 100%. It's just the person you are. It's the authenticity that comes off of you. You can't teach that. But then yeah. when you give the value on top of it, Anthony, I mean, at that point, I mean, this is what this is the, the method to the madness. It, it, it's, it's trust and value. And it's those little two basic things that a lot of people lose sight of. They're just so driven by other outside factors. They forget about the main things that got them started, you know? So go ahead. You know, being small, we can't compete with a big box gym. You know, I don't have 10 treadmills and 60, you know, selectorized equipment machines. We've got four power racks, a couple of cable towers, you know, and a bunch of kettlebells and specialty bars. So that's how do you, how do you set yourself apart? in that fitness market. Yeah. So we have, we have all the specialty bars. I've got a Kabuki transformer. I've got open back trap bars. I've got the, the West side barbell camber bar, <laughs> multi-grip bars, you name it. I've got all the specialty bars, you know, I could lay my little hands on. Um, and it helps us train different clients with different injuries. You know, I've got a bad shoulder. I've got this, I've got that. When you've got all these different tools, you've got something for everybody. So that's how we yeah. set ourselves apart and that personal service of getting all their equipment set up and, you know, doing all the little things for them. That's how we set ourselves apart. Cause if it was just like, uh, Oh, well, here's your program. 
let me cheerlead her at you, you know, tell you everything is great, but then don't do anything else. You can get that anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that, Anthony. I mean, it's, it's, I think also understanding that it's okay not to compete with them. Right. I think yeah. it's like, it's in your, your own, your own world. And it's like, Hey, like other people, there's a demographic for every single gym. Right. Yeah. And there's a demographic who goes to your gym and and you're going to keep them for a long time. So that, yeah. I think that's, that's, that's the obvious stuff there. So um, one last question for you, Anthony, I know you've been open for only a year now, but it's a good question in itself. And I think you'd still have a strong answer regardless. So, uh, you know, Anthony, if, if you could go back in time, to when you first started your gym, sit yourself down with the knowledge you know now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started. What would that advice be for you? Um, I would have pre-sold because I didn't do that. I just kind of opened the doors and started advertising like day one. And that the first couple of months sucked. <laughs> there were a lot of days where like nobody came to the gym because I didn't have any gym members and I still had rent bills and the whole nine yards. So I would have probably spent a month doing pre-sale while I was kind of doing the build out at the same time, instead of waiting until the doors were open and firing it up. There we go. There we go. Anthony, I'm not even going to mention anything off of that. I think that's such a great point. I'm going to close it out there. It's a good place to wrap things up on this episode, but before we sign out, Anthony, you know, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have, where can people find out more about you and your gym? Uh, website is uh, ristrength.com. Um, Instagram is r.i.strengthandconditioning. Um, Facebook, we're under Rhode Island Strength and Conditioning. So we're easy to find. We're out there. There we go. Anthony, look, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, Anthony, I just want to let you know how you're going to get the podcast. I would appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? And to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.